Hey everybody, this is NJ here, the host of the NJ Podcast, and this is Thriving Project Management Thursdays. This is where we share insights and ideas to help you become the best project manager in the world. Project management is important, as Joy Gums eloquently put it. Operations keeps the lights on. Strategy provides light at the end of the tunnel. But it is project management that is the train engine that drives the organization forward. And in this time of immense complexity, intense competition and accelerated change, we need you to be the best project manager possible uh, because you love it. Everybody wants to be a project manager, but not everybody wants to do the hard work. You know what I mean? And being a project manager is very hard. And part of being a PM is conducting lessons learned at the end of your project. This is where you look at what worked, what didn't work, and what could be improved on. But a wise person learns from other people's experiences and a fool thinks that they already know everything. So because you're a wise person, you learn from other people's experiences. And we are here to learn on this episode today from the Titanic. We are going to learn from the Titanic because in my estimation, it, the Titanic was a project management catastrophe. They didn't test. The PM was fired. Lifeboats were taken out. And project management was disrespected. And I believe it's important to learn from the from project management phase from the Titanic. Because these are people's lives that were lost. Jobs were lost. Money was lost. And people's lives were lost. And we should take the view that the work that we do is making the world better and making people's lives better as well. And for us to not be arrogant and for us to have a humble spirit and a teachable spirit, that's going to be the best thing for us. And I'll read a couple of quotes from survivors as well as the the vice president. So Philip Franklin, who was the White Star Line vice president, White Star Line was the manufacturer who built the Titanic. They said, in his arrogance, there is no danger that the Titanic will sink. The boat is unsinkable and nothing but inconvenience will be suffered by the passengers. Hear that again. There is no danger that the Titanic will sink. The boat is unsinkable and nothing but inconvenience will be suffered by the passengers. He also said, I thought her unsinkable and I based my opinion on the best expert advice. Mm. But that was not the best thing. So now we move to what some survivors said. Ava Hart, who was a Titanic survivor, she said, I was only seven, but I remember thinking that everything in the world was standing still. She also said, the sounds of people drowning are something that I cannot describe to you, and neither can anyone else. It's the most dreadful sound, and there is a terrible silence that follows. Now that is very harrowing. So it's good for us to learn from what happened at the project uh, from a project management perspective on the Titanic so that we can take lessons from it and employ, uh, take these lessons and make the, our own projects better. 
and I found a, I found a blog that I'm going to reference and go through from Tech Republic. And we're going to talk about the 10 project management lessons from the Titanic disaster. Right. So over 100 years ago, well over 100 years ago, the RMS Titanic sank after striking an iceberg and more than 1500 people died in that unmitigated disaster. The event was subject of books and movies, Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet, and that uh, song by Celine Dion. Uh, but I, I know my family used to watch it all the time on Christmas over and over and over again. And who can forget the, the, the drawings and the, 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 the boat sinking and just how epic it was uh, depicted. And it also, prov- but this Titanic provides us a good illustration about project management, about what went wrong and what was missed. And here are some lessons that we can take uh, from, the, from the Titanic. The first one, you need to know what you're measuring, right? This is related to benefits uh, management and benefits realization. And know what you're measuring. What are your key metrics so that you can measure success against that? You know, they were, the Titanic had a lack of lifeboats and that's all the, that played a role in the number of deaths. And however, what we didn't know, according to this article, is that the Titanic did have enough lifeboats. According to the standards of the effect at the time, the weight of the ship, not the number of passengers, determined the number of required lifeboats. Needless to say, these standards changed as a result of the inquiries into the disaster. Hmm. This principle applies to our own projects. In his classic work, The Mythical Man Month, Frederick Brook points out how far too often a project reaches the point of coding 90% complete. This happens far too often where a project will stay at 90% forever, only to remain that way forever. Rather, Brooks says milestones should be objectively measurable. If you do not have valid measurements for your project, you will run into problems. Okay, so know what you are measuring. Another thing we can learn from the Titanic catastrophe is that assumptions can and will kill you. A few hours after the collision, a wireless operator by the name of Jack Phillips received a message from a nearby ship telling him of icebergs in the area. But Phillips, at this time, was taking care of messages to and from Titanic passengers and in doing so was communicating with a lighthouse at Cape Race, Newfoundland. Unhappy with what he considered a bothersome message and assuming it was unimportant, Phillips replied brusquely, Shut up! I am working Cape Race. As a result, Phillips never received the iceberg warning the ship was trying to send. How often have we seen things blow up in our faces because of fatal assumptions? Maybe we assume that there was a particular system you used uh, that was using a newer software release that then it actually was. Maybe we assume that another department could take care of the ordering cable. Maybe we assume that the vendor received uh, our critical email message. Assumptions are important in our work. In in your raid log, you have your risk assumptions, issues, and dependencies. But if you proceed on the basis of them, make sure everyone is clear about the assumptions that you're making. Project kickoffs, make sure that you know the assumptions are there, stated, and people know them and agree on them. Next is... Distractions distractions are dangerous. Distractions are dangerous. Now, of course, when we look back on the catastrophe, we can always find fault with the actions of Titanic officers and the crew. 
But still, because they certainly must have known about the risks traveling through Iceberg Alley, they should have focused on wireless operators less on passenger messages and more on communication with other ships. The Phillips incident, guy who disregarded the message that icebergs were in the area, illustrates another hazard to project management, that of being distracted. How often do you start your work with the best intentions of completing your to-do list only to become sidetracked by chatting with co-workers, surfing the web, uh, looking on Instagram, looking at WhatsApp stories? I'm, I'm guilty of this myself. If enough members of your team encounter enough distractions, your project will gradually fall behind. Another thing we can learn is that the small things add up. The small things add up. A number of small factors played a role in the Titanic disaster. Allegedly, the lookouts had no binoculars because those binoculars had been left behind at Southampton where the Titanic began her voyage. Jack Phillips interrupted a ship trying to send him an iceberg warning and neglected to deliver an earlier warning. While no one factor can be said to have caused the disaster, the effect of all of them made the disaster all the more likely. Brooks asked rhetorically, how does a software project get to be one year late, one day at a time? How does a software project get to be one year late? The answer is one day at a time. He explained that if a major event or problem occurs, a project team rallies and steps up to its effort. However, such a team can fail to appreciate the issues of small delays and how those small delays, for example, illness of a team member or the postponement of a vendor meeting add up. In other words, the small delays are just as critical as the large ones, meaning the adherence to milestones is critical to the success of a project. I did a podcast episode on Motivational Mondays and it's also on Wisdom Words Wednesdays where I talk about failure is subtle. Failure is not a major cataclysmic event that happens. It is something that happens little by little, day after day. And one soon, if you neglect the things that you should do, you'll be driving what you don't want to drive, living where you don't want to live, you'll be with someone you're not supposed to be with. And the project may end up failing at the end of the day because it's those small errors in judgment that are repeated every day, little by little adds a lot as the proverb goes the next thing we can learn from the titanic disaster is stakeholders must be kept informed stakeholders must be kept informed following the iceberg collision the nurse for the first class allison family took one-year-old trevor allison from the family's starter room without saying where she was going she and trevor boarded a lifeboat and were rescued However, because Trevor's parents didn't know about it, they spent the rest of the time looking for Trevor, turning down chances to escape in a lifeboat. As a result, the parents and their other child, three-year-old Lorraine, died sinking. Your own project might not be as critical as a sinking ship, or maybe it is. Still, your stakeholders need to know about the status and progress of your project Keeping them informed will make them happier and they have got the decision, the data to make the decisions so that their expectations can be managed and if there are critical actions that need to be taken, they can take them. 
The next thing we can learn from the Titanic is other people's perspectives matter. Other people's perspectives matter. One of the victims of Titanic was 23-year-old John Law Hume, a member of the band. You know, those guys that kept on playing even though the Titanic was sinking. <laughs> Had it been me, I'd have unplugged it. like, it's time to get out of here, but they stayed. Maybe it was just for dramatic effect in the movie. A few weeks after the sinking, the company that managed the band sent a letter to his father asking for payment for his son's band uniform. Even though such a request was made, made financial sense from the company's perspective, it almost certainly sounded insensitive to Mr. Hume. In the same way, when explaining uh, aspects of a project, especially by technical members of your project team, try to see from the other person's perspective. If a client asks a question, try to see beyond the question itself to the motivation behind the question. Understand the person first. If a technical person is explaining a function of a system or a program, make sure the explanation avoids jargon. Clear communications will lead to happier clients. The next lesson is moving targets can hurt you. Moving targets can hurt you. The Titanic was one of three, at the time, new ships the White Star Line had built. The company's strategy was to emphasize luxury, not speed, as a selling point. Yet during the maiden Titanic voyage, White Star Chairman J. Bruce Ismay reportedly pressured Captain Edward Smith to increase speed. The higher speed quite likely contributed to the collision and preventing the ship and crew from reacting quickly enough. If your projects in your projects be aware of death. No, scope creep. Typical is the cust- uh, typical is a customer who says, "Can you make just one small change?" Hey, those customers, just one small change, and then it's another, then it's another, then it's another. Now you have moving targets. No, the fact is that any change is really small. Rather, it typically involves changes to other parts of a system, results in greater complexity, and requires more testing. If you make a change to the system. You need to do regression testing to test if the new feature that you put in has not affected all other parts of the of the system. So make sure you've got some change control that's there. Make sure that the customer knows that in a project world, we're governed by the golden triangle, the iron triangle, or the project management constraints, quality, time, and budget. At least one will have to yield, okay? Be sure your customer understands the implication of a requested change and that the customer's expectations are appropriately set. Change control is important. If you're going to be using the waterfall waterfall method, even an agile method, you say you want this change. Here's the time, cost, and effort impact of it. And this is what it's going to do to the project. Do you want to uh, make this change, yes or no? And more importantly, they must pay. Nothing, Nothing free in this world. You know, <laughs> well, at least in my experience and our software projects, you know. The next thing we can learn from the Titanic failing is traceability is essential. Traceability is essential. A few days after the sinking, rescue ships based in Halifax, Nova Scotia, set out to recover victims and to return them to Halifax. As each victim was recovered, he or she was numbered accordingly. The recovery crew recorded information and a description of the victim 
in a ledger book and then bagged personal effects with the same victim number. If that victim was later buried in Halifax, 150 victims were buried in three cemeteries there, that victim number was engraved on the grave marker. The victim number allowed the researchers and others to link victim description to property description to the cemetery location. This same kind of traceability is important in your projects. How familiar are you with the strategic objectives of the company? It's a real question. Can you find a logical connection between the requirements of your project and those strategic objectives? It's a, it's a real question. Uh, I found that people are more motivated and more inspired when they know what their work is linked to, a, that their work is linked to a higher purpose, right? So you need that traceability. Put a traceability matrix. Of course, the connection might be a distant one, but there should be a connection nonetheless. But if you can find no such connection, you start asking yourself whether that requirement is really part of your system or if the work that you're doing is worthwhile. Clarify the traceability. The next thing we can learn from the Titanic is methodology is more important than technology. Methodology is more important than technology. When the recovery crews were recording victim information, they used ledger notebooks and pens. Obviously, no one had iPads, computers, or barcode scanners. Nonetheless, the methodology they used had solid reasoning behind it, so it proved effective. In the same way, you might want to use sophisticated planning and tracking software and tools. More importantly, though, is that your plan is solid. The best software in the world, and this is bars for me, the best software in the world will not solve, will not save a poorly designed plan. The last thing we can learn from the Titanic catastrophe is documentation may have lasting benefits. Documentation may have lasting benefits. The documentation of the recovery records are still kept in Halifax at the public archives. Research in Halifax and from around the world still visit and review this documentation 100 years after the Titanic sinking fact. A few years ago, for example, researchers made use of these records as well as a DNA analysis to identify the unknown child of the Titanic. No one likes to document a project or system. However, documentation is often the most important part of the project because it may exist long after the project team has disbanded. That documentation might not get, need to exist for 100 years, but it should still serve the purpose of helping your customers understand their system. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Thriving Project Management Thursdays where we talk about learning from the Titanic. And uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, comment, subscribe. Let me know what you think. If you're interested in merchandise, please head over to the website and choose to have a great Thriving Project Management Thursday. This was quite a bit that we took in learning from the Titanic. I'll run through them very quickly. One, you need to know what you are measuring. Assumptions can kill you. Distractions are dangerous. Little things add up. Stakeholders should be kept informed. Other people's perspectives matter. Moving targets can hurt you. Traceability is essential. Methodology is more important than technology. And documentation may have lasting benefits.
project management is important. It's important for us to learn because the work that we do directly impacts the well-being of people in whatever way, shape, space or form. And let us learn and let us make our project operations better uh, because we love project management. It's very important. Jerry Gum said, operations keeps the lights on. Strategy provides light at the end of the tunnel, but project management is the engine that drives the organization forward. And it's maybe tough for us to learn lessons and implement them, but because you're a project management professional and you love it, you love project management. Man, you love project management. You know that everybody wants to be a project manager, but not everybody wants to do the hard work. And you're gonna go out there and be a rock star and learning from the lessons of the Titanic. And I will see you on the next episode.